0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: He is a gentleman that's all over the prep scene and the college scene, covering LSU athletics. And of course, uh, last night we'll find out what prep game he was at. Jeff Palermo, columnist at www.com and Louisiana Network Sports Director, joined us now. Jeff, where were you at last night?
2: Well, I had uh, Zachary in Central. Mm-hmm. Zachary won 21 to nothing. Uh, Zachary looks like another team that can make another run to the dome. Of course, won the state championship two years ago. A really good defense, and uh, they got a sophomore quarterback in Keelan Brown that you'll be hearing a lot about, and a good little wide receiver too in Chandler Whitfield, who's just a junior. So another good team for David Brewerton, and uh, they're now 6-2 on the season.
1: Jeff, through seven games, LSU is five and two, and two and one in SEC play. I would think that you know, going into a season, if we told people that you know LSU would be five and two and two and one in the SEC play, by looking at the schedule, they might have said, "Oh man, who? Well, what two are we going to lose?" And I would have think they probably would have picked Auburn and Florida. Uh, ironically, they won both of those games uh, and, and lost to State and to Troy. But after seven games, what do you see? Where is this team right now?
2: Well, I think it's on a bit of an upswing, uh, but it's still a team that I think is a bit fragile in that the the margin of victory is still slim for uh, this team just because they're just they're not very explosive on offense they haven't been very uh, consistent on offense i think the defense has come around they've you've had some guys that have really stepped up uh this will be a good test for them going up against uh, a a different type of team than i think they faced all season and the fact that the, you got a guy in Shea Patterson who can throw the ball around and then a really good wide receiver in AJ Brown who's Who's been really good, and it's going to be a test for this defensive secondary. But certainly, I think a team that has a little more confidence uh, than they did back in September. You know, even even when LSU even LSU looked dominant in the win against BYU, but we realized how bad BYU was. But you know, even after the game, after after that week, you still weren't really sure what you were getting with this LSU team. I think you're you got a better understanding and i think it's a team that can still improve especially with Darius Geis and Arden Key starting to really get back into the swing of things i mean those are two first round picks that lsu has not really had the luxury of of utilizing to their to their fullest level and maybe we start to see that here tonight in oxford
0: jeff with you know with with malone being out i think he's out for an extended period of time how do you think lsu is going to handle rotating or putting guys together at that offensive line, especially tonight, and when, like you said, we need to get guys going. So what do you think LSU is going to do up front as far as our offensive line against Ole Miss's defensive line? Well,
2: I think they certainly will try to establish the run game. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Ole Miss has had trouble stopping the run. We remember what happened last season when these two teams met, and, and Leonard Frenette had a historic night against the Rebels. So I think they're just going to try to run the ball as much as they possibly can early on and then mix in the passing game as the, as the contest goes along. But I, I think this offensive line has taken some strides, obviously, since the disappointing loss uh, a couple weeks back to Troy and even uh, against Mississippi State when they were dominated. I think this offensive line is starting to feel a little bit better about itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having K.J. Malone is obviously it's going to hurt. So, you know, you'll, you'll see Sadiq Charles. You'll see more of Ed Ingram. Uh, but getting Toby Weathersby back, uh, that, that, that can help. So um, I, I think LSU has, uh, you know, unless they suffer, you know, another injury to say someone like Will Clapp, I, I think they've been, I think they've hit rock bottom on the offensive line and they're, they're starting to make the, uh, the, the progression of, of getting better week in and week out and, and holding the own. And I, I think Matt Canada now kind of understands what his limitations are too. And also, he, he's got full control of the offense at this point. And, and based on what we've seen, at least in the last couple of weeks, he's he's not putting, in his, he's not putting his players in, in a difficult situation. He's, he's, he's giving them plays. He's calling plays that allow them to succeed to some extent. Now, it's not they're not going to score 40 points in a game. Mm-hmm. They might not score 30 points in a game, but they're not going to make bad mistakes, or at least they haven't. And uh, they'll at least move the ball a little bit. And every now and then, they're going to put some points on the board.
0: There you go. So I I believe you 100% with that one. With that being said, on the flip side of that, how do you think uh, LSU's front seven on defense with uh, Devin White and Arden Key, how do you think they're going to play tonight as far as against, uh, you know, let's call it 40 to 50 (laughs) pass attempts? You know, we should have a really good uh, defensive rush game going on with Arden Key and the rest of the crew. And how does that help the defensive back that we have that are so young?
2: Well, they uh, De- Ole Miss has a young defense. uh young, Miss has a young offensive line as well. They start a couple sophomores on that old line, so that maybe something uh, LSU can can uh, take advantage of. But this Ole Miss team, granted Vanderbilt, I don't think obviously granted Vanderbilt is not very good with with the record that they have right now at zero and four in the league, but. That was still when you put up 57 points against a, a league opponent. That's pretty impressive. And, and they also, and Ole, Miss, and Ole Miss a couple weeks ago also. When you look at what they were able to do a couple weeks ago, they they, they seem to play a little bit better. Uh, so this is a Rebels team, I think, just like LSU, where they went through some bad times. You know, Ole Miss got blown out by Alabama, and and they, and they have suffered a couple of league losses this year and, and they may be a team now that's kind of figuring out itself with the, with the new head coach. And so to me, uh, I think LSU defensively is going to have a chance. They're gonna, they're, there's going to be some plays and there's, mm-hmm. there's going to be some times where they're going to have some blown coverages. Shea Patterson's going to take advantage of it. AJ Brown, he's going to make some plays for him. Uh, so this is a, this is a tough test, I think, for LSU defensively. Uh, something, like I said, a little bit different than what they've faced so far this year.
1: Jeff, anything that stands out from uh, just outside of what you said, one key matchup player on player uh, could be, you know, Brown versus if it's Jackson, if it's Tolliver, if it's Greedy Williams, could it be how the linebackers play? I mean, this is an Ole Miss team that is basically top-heavy. They're passing the ball almost like you, you would see a team in the NFL that is striving for balance. They're passing the ball basically 43 times a game and only rushing at 28. And up until last week, what I I was telling Herb when they rushed for over 250 as a team, they had less than 500 yards rushing on the season going into their sixth game of the year. That's that's low on, on Division one college-level rushing numbers.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I'm one of those guys that believe in that old adage. You have to be able to run the football, and you got to stop the run. And Ole Miss is not really running the football, and I don't know if they can really stop LSU's run game. I mean, the, the Rebels have really struggled. Uh, they're one of the nation's worst when it comes to stopping the run this season. Uh, Ole Miss has had problems at the linebacker position. Uh, for for if LSU uh, they don't commit turnovers in this game or keep them down to you know one or two at the most, and they're able to consistently run the ball with Darius Geis and Daryl Williams, I think LSU should should have no problem in, in this game getting to getting getting a victory here today so this is a time I think for LSU's offense to really really get that ground game going for them because it it has not been that explosive I mean when you look at the average yards per rush for these guys right now Geis and Williams it's right now both of them are averaging less than five yards a carry And you know Darius Geis had one of the if not the the largest yardage per carry in LSU history going into the season so now, granted, he's been banged up. The offensive line is efficient, but uh, this is a game for that old line and that running game to, to really feel good about itself. And if they're not able to run the ball early, this this might be a long night for LSU.
1: Jeff Palermo, Jeff, LSU about a seven-and-a-half point favorite. How do you see this one shaking out the Tigers and the Rebels?
2: Well, I think uh, I think this one's going to be close. Um Uh, Now, I've been bad on my last two projections. Uh, I didn't think LSU would win the last two games. So, I'll say they'll win this game. I think this is a game where uh, LSU kind of pulls it out in the fourth quarter. Maybe they get a big interception. uh, Maybe a a big touchdown run from Darius Geis. He breaks one. Uh, This one, I think, should be pretty close. But I, I give LSU the advantage. Uh, they're a team that's uh, feeling a little bit better about themselves. Uh, they're getting their their star players they are starting to feel uh, healthy. There's more confidence on defense, and I like the I like the fact that uh, LSU's got Dave Aranda on its side, and he might be able to make the proper adjustments if uh, and, and slow down Ole Miss as the game goes along.
1: Well, Jeff, and when you look at it, you look at the rest of the conference right now, of course, South Carolina and uh, Kentucky are still very much where they need to be from a standpoint because they still have Georgia in front of them, particularly Kentucky with just one conference loss. On the other side, you have Alabama, Auburn, A&M, and LSU. With LSU already with that victory over Auburn, still you have to play Alabama and what's going on in the East. This is a big game, Jeff, from a standpoint uh, moving forward because last year, you know, if you can map out where LSU is going versus that game against Florida, which wound up being for a berth in the Sugar Bowl, this win tonight could really put LSU in position to, whereas, okay, now it's pretty much a, a game season with us. If, if let's say A and M keeps on the track that they're going, to we take care of them in Arkansas, then we we're gonna be we're gonna be in a big big bowl game this year because you're looking at the way it fills out with the conference tie-ins. I mean, basically, you're looking at some teams, and it's been a while, Jeff, when you could shake them up and go like, whoa, what? what? This team is gonna be like. It reminds me of the year that Tim Couch in Kentucky was 7 and 4, and they went to a New Year's Day Bowl, and they paid Penn State at 7 and 4. It's getting to that point to where it doesn't look like a lot of teams are going to be closer to double digit wins in the SEC.
2: Yeah, and uh, with the Sugar Bowl hosted a national semifinal, I mm-hmm. think that's out for LSU, unless they somehow figure out, the unless LSU runs the table and wins the SEC championship game. But definitely playing in a New Year's Day Bowl game. Uh, in in the state of Florida or something like that, a, a a bit of a more of a marquee game that they've been in. I, I think uh, you know win today, and uh, as you, as you said, Deke, they they handle business against uh, A and M and in Arkansas. And even if they happen to lose to A uh, and M, I, I still think at at eight and four, I, and that's counting a loss to Alabama. I still think this team is going to be in a pretty good bowl game just because of mm-hmm. the struggles of Florida and Tennessee and. You know, I'm still not necessarily sure about South Carolina and Kentucky, but for Kentucky, that's a winnable game today in yes, this State. Yes, I, I know State is a, is a favorite by nearly two touchdowns, but uh, Kentucky, uh, if there's a game, maybe they could, um, they could surprise some people. It, it might be this is the game where people – uh, start to take Kentucky a little bit more seriously if they're able to get a win and improve the
1: 6-1. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWO.com and Louisiana Network Sports Director. Jeff, how can people keep it with you on social media?
2: Well, uh, you get, they can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Palermo. Jeff, thank you so much for the time.
0: We'll talk next week.
2: All right, sounds good, guys.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?